everyone, it's Liv and welcome back to another episode. Today is episode 16, which means we basically have been doing this for about four months now and I am just so happy that so many of you guys are enjoying the podcast. I thought that today would be a good kind of solo episode because I had something that I wanted to talk about. Um, And if you've listened to the past couple episodes, they had guests. I had a couple with my boyfriend, Greg, and then one with my pregnant friend, Katie, all about vegan pregnancies. So if you're not caught up, definitely go listen to the last few episodes. Today, I wanted to talk about digestion. (laughs) And I've mentioned some things about digestion here and there throughout the podcast. You guys know, probably if you've been listening all along, that I have struggled with digestive problems for quite a while. And today I wanted to talk about practical digestion tips. Because if you look up how to improve digestion, you will probably find approximately a million resources of things telling you what to eat, what to do, how to live your life, the superfoods to buy, like literally everything. There is so many opinions and conflicting opinions on the matter. And it's something that I think the world is starting to focus on a little bit more because everyone and their dog has digestive problems now. There isn't really anyone who I've talked to who has been like, oh, I have perfect digestion. Actually, Greg has pretty good digestion. Um, A lot of the guys I've met actually have pretty good digestion. But for the most part, if you look on social media or if you talk to anyone in your family, I'm sure there is someone who is experiencing digestive distress. And since sharing about my digestive problems and kind of looking into it, I have found so many people online who also struggle with digestive problems and IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, um, which is what basically my doctor diagnosed me with. Um, She basically was just like, well, you don't have an ulcer or, you know, cancer or Crohn's or colitis or anything that we can diagnose you with. You're just kind of experiencing general digestive distress. And so she called it IBS. And I have been experiencing a whole host of digestive problems for like five or six years. And so during that time, I have through trial and error came up with my own kind of ways of managing this because I've also been on a waiting list to see a GI specialist. I'm I'm on a waiting list to get on the waiting list. I'm like on the pre-waiting list and I've been on it for three years. Uh, it's really hard to see specialists where I live. So yeah, I have had to kind of figure out my own ways of dealing with this. And I have come up with kind of four key tips and things that I personally do to manage my digestive problems. I'm going to talk about each one and kind of explain it, tell you my, I guess, experience with it. And yeah, hopefully it will be helpful to you guys too. Like I said, these are practical digestion tips. They're nothing that you know, you need to spend money for. These are kind of like the practical things that you can do to improve your digestion on the whole. Obviously, if you have an issue that you need to be seen by a doctor or something, this isn't necessarily going to fix it. And I'm not trying to diagnose anything or anything like that. These are just what I do to 
manage my digestive distress and um, kind of improve my digestion. I also wanted to do this episode because lately I've been noticing that my digestion is really, really good, which is something that it kind of comes in waves, but there are definitely certain times when I kind of have these tips and I really like focus on using these tips and getting everything under control that I find my digestion is really good and it doesn't bother me on a daily basis and it just, everything just flows and I feel, you know, I'm not bloated all the time and I'm not experiencing like gas pains or, you know, different bowel situations. Uh, and so I've been experiencing that lately that my digestion has really been really good. So I wanted to share with you my best tips and the things that I've been doing to improve it. So yeah, I think we are going to jump into it. I'm going to talk about them in the order that I think they are most important. So yeah, if you want to hear my practical digestion tips for a happy tummy, then let's hop right into it. So the first one is stress management. I cannot tell you how closely linked your digestive tract and your nervous system are. I've read in a bunch of different places that your gut is kind of like your second brain or second nervous system, something along those lines. And I think anyone who's ever experienced like okay, we're just going to get really personal. Like when you have a big presentation or you have to go do something that you're really nervous about, your digestive system gets very upset and you feel like you have to go to the bathroom. Um, I know that that's a huge problem for a lot of people who have IBS. I definitely notice when I'm stressed, like for example, when I was in university and I had a presentation, I like couldn't eat that morning. My stomach felt so sick. It felt like I was going to have to run to the bathroom at any moment. Um, and yeah, it just like those kind of high stress situations that we find ourselves in can really mess with your digestion. And so that being said, if you have kind of like chronic or um, daily stress that you experience kind of like all day or, you know, a good majority of your day, then you might find that your digestion is kind of always out of whack and always feeling distressed. And so stress management has been the number one thing that has helped my digestion. I've worked on kind of managing stress for those bigger situations. Like for example, when I have to go on live TV to promote my book, or if I have to do a meeting that I'm nervous about, or even if I have a phone call that I'm kind of nervous about, I really, really try to limit the amount of stress that I feel through various exercises. So of course, you know, those are the big things. But on a daily basis, I also have to really, really try hard to manage my stress. There are always times throughout our day or throughout our life that we will find ourselves stressed. And so there are lots of tools that you can use to improve your stress. Yoga, meditation, positivity, things that we talk about all the time. But I cannot emphasize enough the power that yoga and meditation have on your daily stress levels. If you are someone who finds yourself anxious a lot um, or stressed a lot, starting a practice of yoga or meditation or just some way for you to sit in silence and quiet your mind and really tune in to yourself, that 
carries you throughout your day and it the, the effects are kind of long lasting, I find. So if I meditate in the morning, it changes the course of my whole day and overall makes my whole day more peaceful. I also find meditating in the morning reminds me throughout the day to take more time to just breathe or take a pause if I'm feeling stressed or, you know, go do a couple stretches um, or do a couple stretches at my desk if I'm feeling like there's some tension building. Meditation just kind of for me changes the whole way that I live my life and it's something that has definitely improved my overall stress levels and then in turn my digestion. Managing your stress whether it's like avoiding stressful situations or changing the circumstances that you're in that are causing you stress or using different tools like yoga and meditation. Managing your stress is absolutely key in getting your digestive problems under control. Until I learned to manage my stress, I didn't find relief in my digestion. Okay, so the next one is diet. So when I was basically, when my doctor told me I had IBS, she told me about something called the low FODMAP diet. And FODMAPS stands for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. Polyols? Polyols? I'm not sure how to say it. But if you look up FODMAP, F-O-D-M-A-P-S, then you will find a list of foods. It usually is like a green list and a red list. And the green list is low FODMAP foods and the red list is high FODMAP foods. Uh, And it's seemingly random, but when you look into it more, you'll notice that there is kind of like a rhyme and reason to which foods are on which list. And basically the foods that are low in FODMAPs are low in fermentable sugars, which is what kind of causes you to experience like gas and bloating and digestive problems because they start fermenting in your small intestine, I believe. So I was introduced to the low FODMAP diet and I kind of followed it rigidly for a little while and it definitely helped um, avoiding very specific foods. It's pretty limited, especially if you're vegan because a lot of low FODMAP foods are like meat and eggs and stuff like that. But um, it was doable and I, I followed it pretty strictly. And then over time, I made like food logs and I've done trial and error to figure out which foods Um, actually do bother me and which don't. But I did find that a typical um, food that's off limits for a low FODMAP diet, which is gluten, I actually am quite fine with gluten and I eat it a lot and I don't have any problems with it. So this is obviously going to be different for everyone, but I did want to mention the low FODMAP diet because it is worth looking into if you do think you have IBS and it's a good starting point to kind of look at the recommendations there and then figure out which ones actually do bother you and which ones don't. I kind of kept a list and put little stars by the ones that were good for me and that's kind of how I figured out and learned and remembered which foods caused me problems. Now it's just second nature. I don't even think about it. I just know, okay, this food causes me problems. So I'm going to, you know, not use that or not buy that. There isn't really a specific list that I can give you of what is going to work for you because everybody is different. But diet is definitely, for me at least, the second most important thing that I need to focus on with my digestion. Something that I did want to mention is superfoods because those can be really hard on digestion and they can cause a lot of weird things to happen. So try and just when you're figuring out what works for you and what doesn't for your diet, try and keep it very simple. Stick to kind of like natural and whole foods, no like 
powders or, you know, anything like that. Just try and stick to the actual whole foods because then it's easier to figure out what it is that's bothering you. If you have a smoothie that has like eight different types of powder and each powder has like eight superfoods in them, I promise it is going to be really, really hard to figure out what is good and what is bad for your digestion. So keeping it simple, sticking to a list and then making notes of what you notice if this bothers you or if that bothers you is really, really helpful in figuring out exactly what foods are causing you problems. Okay, the third tip that I have that I find so helpful is consistent low impact exercise. So my favorite versions of this is walking or going on an exercise bike. And I have found in the past that even if I am eating foods that typically cause me digestive distress, if I have been consistently going for a walk every single morning, I find that they don't bother me as much. It's almost like the exercise just kind of like helps everything in my body work better. And it's not only good for your digestion, it's good for your heart and your body, your joints and your muscles, of course, but especially for digestion, consistent low impact exercise is so key for me. And I think it's definitely worth mentioning because I know for a lot of people going for a walk after a meal or before a meal really, really helps with their digestion. So walking is something that anyone can do. It's free. You can do it anywhere. It can be like a 10 minute walk or an hour walk, but just something that you're doing consistently. It helps so much. I cannot recommend it enough. And then my last best tip is eating slowly and mindfully without distractions. So this kind of encompasses a couple things. So eating slowly, obviously, (laughs) if you are eating quickly, you are probably gulping down a whole bunch of air while you're eating. And that honestly causes more problems than you would think. That can add so much more just like air and gas into your body while you're eating. And I find that if I eat really quickly, I feel very bloated and I kind of like burp a lot. (laughs) And I think it's because you're just taking in a lot of air and you're not chewing your food properly. And eating slowly also allows you to chew your food better and chewing your food better just helps the digestion process begin a lot sooner in your mouth instead of putting like large chunks of food into your stomach and then having your stomach have to work harder in order to digest that. So the first part, eating slowly, is very important. The second part, mindfully, I have just recently, like very recently started doing this where when I sit down to eat, I kind of, (laughs) this is probably going to sound weird to some of you guys, but maybe some of you not. Um, I feel like a lot of you guys get this, but sitting down and thinking of gratitude or, or being grateful for the food that you have that you're about to eat is I don't know why, but really, really helpful. So I will sit down with the food that I'm about to eat and I kind of hold my hands just above the food. And if it's something hot, you can kind of feel the steam. And I kind of picture it as feeling the energy of the food. And if it's actually something cold, sometimes you can also, it feels like energy when you hold your hands above it. And so kind of feeling that, feeling the steam or whatever it is. And pausing to think about all of the things that had to happen for you to have that meal. Thinking about like, for example, if you have some lettuce on your plate, thinking about the seeds that it needed, the soil, the sun, the water, the people who picked it, like the distributors who brought it to your grocery store, thinking about each piece that had to fall into place for that food to get from 
you know, growing in the earth to your plate, being grateful for that, not only just that you have food, but all of the people that had to work really hard to make that happen. And for you to have that, it's really, really healing and it's really helpful for digestion. I don't know, maybe, I mean, it could just be like placebo effect and it could just be all in my head. But whenever I do that, I think that also helps me eat more slowly and eat more mindfully, but I just find that ever since I started doing that about a week ago, it's been really, really helpful. And whenever I do that, I feel like my digestion is better. I feel like I digest that food better. I feel like it nourishes my body better. So just putting a lot of your energy into that and thinking about the energy that it's giving you back, it's really, really powerful. And I know it sounds kind of silly, but you just have to try it for yourself. And then the last part is eating without distractions. So I mean, whether you sometimes like to watch TV or use your phone, eating distracted can obviously cause you to eat faster and cause you to chew less and cause you to be less mindful. And I think if you're working on improving your digestion, being really present during your meals is going to help a lot. I'm not saying that you always have to just eat with no distractions at all. Obviously, there are going to be times in your life when you want to eat watching a movie or when you're you know, around other people and you're distracted and you're eating. But for trying to really fix your digestion and improve the way that it works, eating without distractions, at least for a while, is really, really beneficial. Again, it's just going back to really putting energy into it and focusing on the energy that you're getting out of it. So I'm just going to go over those tips one more time in case you're making notes. So the first one is stress management. The second one is diet. The third one is consistent low impact exercise. And the last one is eating slowly and mindfully without distractions. So those are all the things that I have kind of gathered over the years that make the biggest difference for my digestion without having to take medication or without any sort of, you know, special things. Those are kind of like the practical and accessible tips that I have to give to you that I personally use and that I know will help a lot of you guys. I'm not a doctor and I can't cure your digestive problems. I wish I could and I wish wish I could cure my own. But um, something that my doctor did tell me is a lot of it is just managing the symptoms and managing it um, until you can kind of figure out what the problem is. And I haven't figured out what is causing these digestive problems. There are so many things that people can tell you that cause your digestive problems, but I think a lot of it can just be caused by stress or eating foods that don't agree with your body or eating too quickly. Like those things can cause a lot of symptoms with your digestion. So if you are dealing with digestive problems, I get it. I promise I get it. And, you know, I am also on the journey of figuring out what exactly is the root cause of my problems. But for now, these tips really help me manage the symptoms and help me manage it. And like I said, I have been feeling really, really good digestion wise lately. Um, and I have been doing a lot of these things, like I said. So I hope that that is helpful to you guys. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM or leave a comment on Instagram, but I hope that for now this was helpful and I hope that you can start practicing these tips and put some of them into your daily routine. That is everything for me. My dog has been chewing on this toy that I think I need to take away from her now because she's uh, kind of chewing it up. So I'm going to go 
But thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it or I hope you at least got a little nugget of something in it. I would love if you could leave a rating or a review on iTunes. Uh, and yeah, I guess that is everything I have to say. So I hope you guys are having an amazing day wherever in the world you are. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.